Hello, I'm Lisa Itell. Welcome to Design World's Technology Tuesday's podcast for May 19th, 2015. Thanks for joining us. Today's topic is what motion engineers forget about efficiency and how to boost energy savings with gear motors. I'm speaking with Rich Mint, Senior Market Development Manager for the Gear Motor segment of Siemens Process Industries and Drives Division. So Rich, thanks for talking with me today. It's my pleasure, Lisa. Rich, we've had lots of conversations over the years about how engineers can get higher efficiency from gear motors, um, especially if they choose helical bevel over worm sets. Now, in the interest of fairness, um, can you name some examples of where worm gear motors still make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you know, our company makes worm gears. I mean, we, we sell worm gear motors as well, you know. So our position has always been that if you're using worm gears for anything that looks like continuous duty, you're wasting energy. But that said, you know, there are a lot of great applications for worm gears. Um, shock loading, worm gears handle shock loading a lot better, much better than most other gears. So if you've got a high shock load application, maybe a, you know, a big industrial shredder or maybe some kind of a mixer, um, then they're a great choice. And even in low shock load applications, you know, if, if you don't run them that often, then you may not really see the ROI on the energy side. So you know, we've got a customer that uses these in a, a lift application, um, kind of a utility application. They, they run this thing two or three minutes, maybe three or four times a year. So really not going to see a lot of ROI on energy savings with that application. Um, got another one that uses them for this, a rotating brush on a cleaning machine, and they run, again, you know, maybe five minutes a day. So applications like that, yeah, the, the worm gear is still alive and well. Now tell me about your helical sets and some of the available options. For example, I know that you guys sell some two-stage helical bevel units to replace three-stage or even worm designs. How do you get them to deliver higher ratios in the first stage? Well, it's all about the pinion gear, the first gear in the, in the gear motor. On a traditional gear motor, that pinion is what some people call maybe a shell pinion, or it's a, it's a gear that you would normally think of a gear with a broached center and a keyway. And then you would put that onto the motor rotor, which has a key. So that's the traditional way you do it. So the pinion gear is always larger than the rotor of the motor. With our design, we have what we call a shank pinion. So the pinion gear and the shank, the shaft that it's on, is all machined as one piece. And that means that the gear, the pinion gear, can be smaller than the motor rotor. So that shank is pressed inside the motor rotor. So, you know, the the big takeaway from that, you know, a lot of people say, okay, well, if it's pressed in, you know, doesn't that limit the torque? Is that as strong as a keyway? And it's actually about three times stronger than a keyway design. So another takeaway is that when you're using a two-stage product, you know, we talk about this bigger ratio and what's the so what, why as an engineer would I care about that. So what that means is with a two-stage bevel product, you can do most of the applications, especially material handling applications or your real common applications, you can do with a two-stage what you think you need a three-stage for. And we've said there's a little bit of an energy savings, you know, about 2%, but the bigger savings even than the energy savings there is cost. So a two-stage bevel unit obviously is going to have a lower cost, you know, initial outlay, CapEx cost, um, than a three-stage. Just fewer components, it's a little bit lighter weight, it's easier to handle. So we've seen a lot of people that are moving away from three-stage design to two-stage just as a cost savings. All right, next question. Uh, Would you speak to recent and upcoming Department of Energy mandates for NEMA frame motors? 
And what is Siemens' stance or your personal thoughts on initiatives to give special labels to motors that exceed required efficiency ratings? Well, the DOE, in collaboration with NEMA members, has agreed, at least for now, there's a lot of motors out there that are um, exempt, a lot of applications and special types of motors, definite purpose motors, that are exempt from following those rules. So instead of increasing the levels, let's start cutting the exemptions. So we just include more motors into the rule. So, you know, I think it's a good thing. Um, I think there's a lot of applications out there that have kind of been able to slide by on exemptions that if you look at the spirit of the law, what what are you trying to accomplish, um, yeah, they could be included. For the department that I work with, the group that I work with the most, is the gear motor group, like you said earlier. So for us, we see this as a really good thing. Um, That's one of the exemptions that goes away. So now we will be providing, starting in June of 2016, um, all NEMA premium on gear motors, uh, one horsepower and up. So uh, a lot of people right now, a lot of customers are still using um, really inefficient motors on gear motors kind of because they can get away with it. Um, But I think that this will be a better thing for what we're trying to accomplish, what DOE and NEMA are trying to accomplish with energy savings. I think that this new rule um, will will definitely help that purpose.